Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Harry is still a bad boy. Please. Ha. I am willing to take anything. Oh, please. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, All you need is that line. Oh, more. Um, That's good. <laughs> damn. We are damn liars. Hi everyone, it's Beatrice, it's Tammy, and it's Sharon, and welcome to the BTS podcast. Episode 15. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We are sounding like they forced us to be here. <laughs> uh, episode 15, wow. So how's everyone's week been? <laughs> you know, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Um, uh, all you need is that like um, more, just um, one day that's it because <laughs> I've seen so many tweets we do like, I've seen so many tweets it's like hmm, the amount of times I've said um, more in the last week <laughs> honestly <laughs> right, you know what's so funny yeah it's mm. like I was looking obviously while I was editing one of our episodes I was looking at our previous kind of titles and what we've discussed and I I, I looked at that <laughs> you know that summer 2020 refresh and we were like yeah now to the end of oh, the year it's yeah. gonna be good oh, setting no. new goals <laughs> brat, 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 brat. <laughs> do we need another refresh oh <laughs> my goodness oh my let's just leave the refresh for 2021 please i mean we damn we are damn liars <laughs> we did not see it coming we did not see anything coming who is gonna <laughs> check us because that was a lie God that was a damn. lie wow Honestly. this is just another example of her huh? You make your plans, but huh. mm, actually, huh, I'm telling you. But in terms of my week, oh, what was my week? I mean, I can't even remember what this week. What's this week been? Oh, I don't know. This week for me was stressful. Wow. Oh, you mean work? Wow, 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 yeah. What else do I do in the week other than work? Like, <laughs> honestly, that is it. So, <laughs> yeah, I think my week has been all right. Um. My firm, we've been, I'm part of the um, black community kind of team. So again, kind of just pushing out our Black History Month events. We've had some really good ones. Um, we had the cooking class as well, which was really fun. Um, what did you guys make? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we just put <laughs> that snow. That 
the person was like, I think maybe he was like quizzing you guys. Yeah, he or was something. quizzing us. He knew what so he, he was, was doing. Yeah, so he was like, oh, what's the first thing that you think so and so did? Was it like um season the chicken, wash the chicken, or? <laughs> He knew oh, that he had to teach these people to wash their damn chicken because he had enough. I, I bet loads like, of people got it wrong. Yeah, they defo <laughs> did. Defo did. Um, that was really funny. But I think they basically cooked yam. They cooked yam chips oh, wow. and like saw and like stew, mm-hmm. like you know that peppery sauce that you kind of use. That's a bit thicker yeah, than normal yeah. stew. So yeah, that and then there was like a um, kebab, like chicken kebab. You know those kind of kebabs you have at parties. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. not suya kebab. Rather than suya, they just basically made it a beef kebab kind yeah, of okay. thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, they had that, and then I think next week we've got like the Jamaican kind of side. So I think they said they're gonna do like festivals, jerk chicken, something. something. So I said, ah, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> Me too. I must. <laughs> I must be able to double. You know what I mean? So I'm excited mm-hmm, for that. Okay. But yeah, apart from that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> apart from you are work right? wise, <laughs> apart from work, I'm yeah, so but apart from work, um, I think you know it's kind of linking onto the topic, um, that we're going to be discussing today. But I mm. think this has been a very trying time for me because oh, yeah. I think I even kind of touches as to what even Tammy mentioned in terms of you know, when you're known to be the person that's vibrant and bubbly and whatever people want to say and bust strokes or whatever, you know, it's when you're going through stuff, it's it's very, very difficult to manage because it's like you don't want to create too much te- like attention to yourself when you're not talking to people, when you're not, you know what I mean, when you're not really yourself, but there's mm. like people just too inner and then you don't really have time to kind of really like just take a step back so for me like I've been really struggling um these last couple of weeks but I have to say like some people have been reaching out to me which has been really helpful um but yeah I've just had a really trying week um a couple of weeks in fact um but yeah that's it me um my week has been I think the word for my week has been traumatic Mm. with all the stuff that's going on with the whole and SARS thing mm-hmm. like it's just because obviously I don't work so I'm constantly on, on Twitter social, or I'm on yeah. social media so it's like and for me to be able to get a break I need to either put my phone down or sleep but because you're because I'm not doing anything and I'm always on my, yeah. my laptop and stuff like I'm always getting people will be sending it in the group chat yeah like I don't know if anyway there was a whole thing mm, with my fans mm, in the chat. Mm, oh god, mm, it was just mm. all because of this whole NSARS thing. And obviously, everyone has their own opinion. And after a while, after seeing all the stuff that I've seen, and like you just sometimes you just think you just be you you just be by yourself, and then you'll be thinking about even when you're not on your phone, you'll be thinking about all the stuff that's been going on. And then yeah. I just realized that wow, this thing is actually traumatizing. Like all the stuff that we've been seeing. Um, I think it's definitely occupied my week. Not let me not use the word occupied because it sounds like something that's bad, but it's it definitely... took over to the point where I was even losing track of the yeah. days. It felt like the Friday was a Saturday, or it felt like I was just. It was just mm. a lot. It, this week has just been a mm. lot, and then everybody's difference of opinions and things like mm. that. So I don't know. It's been it's been a weird week, but I'm. I think today's been like the best day in terms of not seeing anything traumatic mm. if that mm. makes sense like it's been a bit mellow mm. and stuff but i think yeah it's been all it's been all right i guess one thing is a week till my birthday I so i don't know 
I saw your tweet and you're vomiting. I'm thinking, this girl. Fam, I don't I like birthdays. You never so. have. Yeah, I, I'm kind so. of the same, actually. Uh-uh. I feel That's like there's just so same. much expectation around it that, like, if it doesn't yeah. bang, then it's kind of a bit, like, underwhelming. Yeah. yeah, so I just... I'm not doing anything, mm. so... I'll probably just wear makeup and take a picture. <laughs> Look you, boo. <laughs> Don't check you. Who gonna check me? <laughs> so yes, to brighten up this mood, it's time for some of the week. Okay, so my song of the week. Obviously, my song is always going to be an Afrobeat song. So don't come and be asking me for R and B. Don't worry, I'll cover or, that. I'll cover that. Or, all right. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, we got the other B and the S to me. As you may know, B. I love R and B. That's right. Period. I don't really like <laughs> Afrobeat. I'm not really an Afrobeat babe. Period. <laughs> okay, so my song is from the new album by Alamade. It is loading mm-hmm. featuring Bad Boy Tims. Did you know it, it was going to yeah. be better? <laughs> Why are you lying? Oh, gosh. Maybe I should stop tweeting about these songs or I should I'm stop done. shouting about Bad these Tims songs in before the I say it. But yeah. But yeah, it's Alamade featuring Bad Boy Tims loading. This song, yeah. Serious, I don't even, it's a serious song. And like, I've been listening to that it. album Because you know what it was? It Yeah, so I listened to the, I listened to the album. You know, sometimes we, because so much has been going on, like all these new albums that come out, I've only had like one or two times to be listening to them. And then I think NSG posted it, posted it on their story and they were dancing to it. I was like, oh my God, like, what is this song? And then um, my friend asked me, sent me the thing and asked me, oh, what song is this? I'm like, yeah, what song? Mm. Like, I, li- like I've, I was like, I've heard this song before. Like, what song is it? Went to do my research. Came back within two minutes because you know me. <laughs> I do my research Period. quick. Found out it was this song. And then I was like, ever since then, hmm. it's been on repeat. And I'm just so upset that outside isn't fully open or we can't go on holiday and stuff like We don't get to experience all these new songs that have been coming out. We've just been listening to it. It's not being appreciated. But yeah, that's my song of the week. It will be in our Spotify playlist. We'll be on our Instagram. We'll link everything, everything. But yeah, go and listen to it. And uh, yeah. Oh, and also, um, she's going gonna to miss out on this, but go and follow her Afrobeats playlist. Okay. Okay, guys. So this week, we kind of wanted to um, develop what we were talking about earlier about our weeks and stuff, but just go into more depth about how we've been feeling, how we've been coping, how we haven't been coping. And then just also kind of like a few tips that we may have on how like to de-stress during trying times um so I don't know if anyone wants to kind of just elaborate on what you guys were saying earlier about how you've been feeling and yeah okay I'll start off with me um as I said like not only just this whole NSARS thing but just this year in general has just been so trying just for black Mm -hmm. people and whether it's white on black crime or is black on black crime, it's just been, it's just been a lot. And it's like every single time we seem to not necessarily get over one hurdle, but we go through like a tough time. It's like another one comes knocking at the door, mm-hmm. like with this whole NSARS thing. And it's like, it's never, can't catch a break. It's never, you literally cannot catch a break. And I don't know, like it's, it's a lot to deal with, especially 
what's going in Nigeria because obviously before it was like Black Lives Matter, but that was for everyone black. But now it's like specifically like Niger- like Nigerian people, like like it could be your family, it could be like anyone going through it. So it's like it I don't know whether it hurts a bit more than the whole not that obviously the whole stuff with the Black Lives Matter don't hurt, but this one touches me a bit mm. more like maybe because I don't know, maybe because it's Nigerian people and obviously we are Nigerian, but I don't know, it cut I felt like I was more a lot more vocal a lot more vocal about the whole NSARS thing than I was when the whole Black Lives Matter obviously I was posting stuff but this one I was vigorously posting, tweeting, sharing, talking to my friends, talking to my family about it. Maybe maybe because it was obviously it was Nigeria's place that I go to often. But in terms of how to deal with it, it's hard to kind of shy away from your phone and things like that. It's hard to put it down because obviously we're not there. And then there'll be like, a lot of people that are in Nigeria will be like, oh, like kind of like to online protest. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you want to keep on retweeting and keep on keeping up to date with everything. But at the same time, it's like, oh, like this is a lot. Like I need to slow down. And I think for me, in terms of coping, as I said, I listen to a lot of Afrobeat music. So especially in this time, if I wanted to kind of put my, like, not think about it for just a couple of minutes or a couple of, a couple of hours, I'll definitely listen to music and stuff. And it would even make me appreciate being Nigerian more because obviously I do listen to Afrobeats, but it just shows me that, like, Nigeria has, even though all this bad stuff has been happening, Nigeria still has a lot of good stuff and their creative side, their, like, artistic side is very strong and rich so for me in order to as you said like to for for my kind of stress reliever is definitely listening to music I don't know about Mm. you guys I think for me this yeah these last few weeks have been really hard and I think what's different about NSARS and BLM is that with BLM, kind of like what you said, Tammy, it's global, so it's black people everywhere. And so mm. even though it did take a, a black people a bit of time at work to like start asking you like how you are and stuff, like eventually when it becomes a topic of conversation in the office, like well not in the office because we're all at home, but it becomes a, a topic of conversation in the business and stuff like that and people are bringing it up in meetings and stuff, you do feel a little bit better because you know it's being brought to light. Whereas with NSARS, because it's mm. just Nigerians, um, and for me, I don't work with any Nigerian. I don't work with any black people, to be honest. So I don't work with any Nigerians. It's really tough to like talk about it because there's just nobody knows about it because it's not really on the news like that. Um, then nobody really checks up on you. Not that I need people to check up on me, but like it's just hard to like put on a like a happy face and pretend like everything's yeah. cool when actually like things aren't cool and it's like you're trying to I don't know you're trying to like do your work to the best of your ability and I think for me as well it's just been hard because I just started a new project and the working hours are different it's a different client um and stuff so I'm trying to be the like be good because obviously I've just joined but at the same time it's like my head isn't really in it because I'm really still like traumatized from what is happening right now in Nigeria so then there was that and then also another thing that's been really heavy on my heart is the the fact that children aren't going to be getting 
free school meals during the half term and mm. it's just it just I don't know it just hurts man I don't know why it cuts so deep but it just cuts so deep because I just think you know like that is a basic need like that is a like you can't tell someone not to eat do you know what I mean because if you don't eat you die so that's been really heavy on my heart as well but then feeling like what can I actually do tangibly that is going to help any of these causes like you can donate and stuff you can retweet and that but like it's really it's really hard when you feel like you're not making a difference yeah um oh yeah so I think um with me um I won't focus too much on kind of the coping mechanisms but I guess what how I've been feeling is um I've I think this has been a time where I'm really learning and I know we always talk about learning but there's just new things that you learn about how the world works and you I feel like this time has really shown me that some people's hearts are wicked Mm -hmm. I think that's very hard to hear and hard to swallow because you Mm. when you live your normal day-to-day life you're surrounded by your family by your friends um and most of them have a connection with you hence why they show you love they show you support they show you appreciation so you never you're kind of guarded from the hate that exists in this world and we read about it in the bible we know about you know the fact that you know people can be wicked but in your day-to-day life you don't encounter these people but I think recently what has brought to light is that these wicked people have such high positions in our lives whether we Mm. like it or not you know in places of Mm. governance in places where policies are being made that's going to affect everybody you can't you don't have a say in this no matter how much of a good person you are no matter what you've done in your in your life that warrants you to be you know treated fairly you still won't get it if the people who are in high positions are not compassionate and aren't compa- and aren't caring. Mm. Um, and that's something that, you know, I've really began to, I didn't realise how much of an importance it is. You know, they say in, your, in church, like, pray for your leaders, like, do all mm-hmm. these things. Like, I used to get it, but at the same time, I used to be like, well, I know that, like, God will do what needs to be done for me. Kind, kind of, it was a bit selfish of me, but I don't mm. know, like, I never really understood the importance of it. Um, and mm. I don't want to go too much into like praying and all those sort of things, but I'm just highlighting the fact that, you know, I've really, really understood that I, as much as, as good, as much as I can do good in the world, there will still be evil and there will still be people with wicked hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's just been a really hard pill to swallow. And it makes me upset because if, even if it's not directly affecting me, for example, Sharon mentioned with the children who aren't going to get free, like free school meals. Um, some of the arguments that I've been hearing when people raise this thing is that you know the government give, let's say, some of their parents benefits, but then their 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 parents are spending it on smoking and all those sort of things. And it's like those people and those children can't help the scenario that they're in. They they didn't choose mm. for their parents to do certain things. Do you know what I mean? So mm. why are you know, without them? No matter how good of a child they are no matter what, like how amazing and caring and bubbly they are, they are still now going to be directly affected by the decision that this government has made in terms of mm-hmm. not giving them the free school meals. And yeah, just, you know, it's just opened my eyes to a whole different side of the world that I think I completely shielded myself from because mm-hmm. I didn't think it would ever affect me. And now the fact that we're all in our homes as well, and we're not able to just take ourselves out from it, you know, for example, with coronavirus, you know, 
do you remember the time where it was like every day we're waiting to find out how many people died no matter where you would run to either the alert would come up on your phone anything that would come up would just be in your face you literally couldn't hide from it it would literally be like what is the death toll today yeah what you will be expecting to hear a high number like like it's normal do you know what i mean mm. and for example with tammy what tammy mentioned with nsars and this i think that's something that really affected me as well recently um and why i had to take some time off completely is the fact that it was obviously constantly in your face and again we touched on this in the nsars um episode but the fact that we aren't in a place where we can do something and we feel like you know going online and doing this whole online campaign is kind of our contribution mm. in a way um you kind of feel guilty for taking a step back and thinking about your mental health. And people were saying to me, like, you know, Beach, mm-hmm. take a step back. Like, all my friends mentioned me, like, Beach, no, it's fine. Like, take a step easier back. Like, it's fine. Done. Yeah, it's definitely a lot easier said than done. And I think for me, I'm kind of thinking, like, who am I to, for me, like, who am I to take a step back? Like, I think when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, like, I'm comfy in my home. I've got a roof over my head. I'm not thinking about, I'm not hearing these, um, people out on the streets i'm not hearing the gunshots outside of my window like how can i be one to take a break when people are literally forced into that scenario so that's mm-hmm. the way that i was viewing it do you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i don't know it's just been a very very trying time but like i said it's been an eye opener not necessarily in the best ways but i think now i need to in terms of the next steps i guess is kind of understand how can i create a good environment where even though that evil exists in the opportunities that I have, can I bring out the good or do mm-hmm. good? Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Irrespective of all that madness and evil that's going on. But um, yeah, that's mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I like. I think I personally felt deflated after everything that happened on the twentieth because prior to that, like I felt like, oh, what we're doing is actually starting to make a huge difference, and I was thinking like this is unprecedented like the the government has to listen to us like look at how many people are out on the streets like look at how many people are talking about it globally and then they kind of just had like you know when you're like playing cards or something and you have this one card it might be like the joker for example that trumps all the other cards Mm. it kind of felt like that it kind of felt like it doesn't matter how how good you are how well you are how how organized your protests are how much money you've been able to raise how many people out on the streets we've got guns and the military so we trump you that's how i felt and um just as an update for people who don't know um the feminist coalition which was part of the group that was helping to like organize and fund these protests and stuff they came out and said that they're not taking any more funding and that um, they encourage people I believe they said they encourage people to stay at home because it's getting quite dangerous now Mm. and I just kind of felt like oh my days so many people have passed and I really don't want it to be in vain like I just I don't want them to have died for no reason for us to Mm. just go back to business as usual like Mm -hmm. I, I feel more uncomfortable with that than but then it's, I feel like I can't say that because I'm not there. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's not my life on the line. Because mm. as much as I can be like, oh, but we can't stop because people have died. That's the yeah, yeah. I then can't be like, you guys should protest because mm. I'm not there. So it's like, I, like, I'm just, I just, I just feel like I can't do anything. I feel like anything that I do is just not going to be good enough because it's not actually making any real tangible change and mm. I don't know I just feel so like 
so far removed, but I feel so far removed physically, but emotionally, I feel like I'm right there. Like I can't, mm. I just, I just, I don't know. I'm really struggling with it. I can't, I can't lie. And mm. I don't know. I just feel like, you know, just like Beatrice said, you know, I knew that, I knew that, you know, the our leaders were, especially in Nigeria, like I knew they were corrupt. Mm. But I didn't mm. know that they were this evil. Mm. I didn't know mm. that they had it in their hearts to do what they have done. I didn't mm. know that they had no empathy whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things that I have seen this week, it's like the devil has re- reincarnated himself because mm-hmm. I just can't imagine how you will tell people like you will employ uh employ thugs and you will deploy the military and then you will say that nobody died even though people were carrying dead bodies into the back of the military vans i don't know how you're gonna Mm. say that people deploy the military and then go to the hospital the next day and try and speak to the people who you have directly affected and try and be like oh how are you doing like i don't know how you can visit the toll gate that people died at and just inspect it as if like that isn't like where people were martyred like I just Mm. I can't get my head around it so honestly like to see this much evil especially in a country that you're from and that you love and you have family there and you have friends there like it's just a lot it's just a lot Mm. yeah um and I think just to in terms of my understanding in terms of when you guys both spoke on why NSARS was more to like it Mm -hmm. you felt it a bit more I think for me I don't know whether I would say I felt a bit more I think for me it was definitely the same but I think the reason why you might feel it more with NSARS is again you know where it's like when you're dealing with someone that has no shame like you know there's people out there that it's like no matter how much you will publicly put them out there and disgrace them their wickedness and their stubbornness is like so high that they just can they won't fold Mm -hmm. and it's like when you're arguing with like it's basically like arguing with a brick wall like no matter how much you shout at it you don't know you like you're not going to get anything back i think with the blm thing don't get me wrong they obviously this is not the first time this happened people have definitely been protesting against you know the violence of police and people believe policemen in america and all over the world to be honest you know but i think the one thing that is different is that they have a bit of shame as in you know when all the news outlets are now stating that this is this is happening this is this this is that they will always come up with a story always come up with something to try and cover it up to try and cover it up but in a way that is different from the way that the nigerians would do it so nigerians would do it in a tent in a sense where they're not nigerians but i mean the people in power sorry they would do it in a way that they would just deny whereas yeah yeah deny that it even happened that even happened whereas with the blm it was clear it would there were videos it was you couldn't now deny because the whole world was talking about it which was the same i guess with nsars but yeah i just feel like with the blm movement we we knew that the the compassion element wasn't completely lost mm. do you know what i mean that and um, we were calling out and there were some people that were hearing us whereas it, it seems like with nsars like 
there wasn't even a response. Like your highest leader didn't even think to even address people straight away. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that's what the clear difference for me Sorry, was. Sorry, on that, just to um I saw a tweet this week and I was like, this is so true. She was like, anytime Buhari speaks, is never a press conference where there's people there and they can ask questions. He's so like He's just but, a dictator. Like, he literally will just... Well, he obviously hasn't written the speech. Someone has written the speech. He reads it. And that's it. My word is final. There's no opportunity to ask questions. No, there's no opportunity to challenge him. There's no opportunity yeah. to say that was wrong. There's nothing like that. He says what he says, and that's final. And basically, mm-hmm. in his speech, for people who don't know, he was basically just like, you people shouldn't try me. Like, mm. stop now. Or mm-hmm. there will be more of this sort of thing. And it's like, he was so insulting. Like, he basically said sorry to all the policemen that died. The SAR- the same SARS officers that we are protesting against that have killed us. He was like, yeah, sorry to those people who died. And that was it. Didn't speak about the victims once. Not once. Mm-hmm. Didn't and acknowledge even, it once. Even once. someone as evil and as crazy as Trump, he would still yes. have a press conference that will answer people and you know put he'll be put on the spot essentially mm-hmm. even though he what he might come out with might be complete nonsense but he still allows those questions and that even then prompts further things that go on down the line but when you don't even have questions that are being raised then definitely it's like a dictatorship i think it even goes with the type of background buhari has because obviously he comes from the north which is like and where mm. he comes like a military kind of background it's like you ha- you can't show any compassion you can't do anything of the sort. So that's the kind of background that he is. But at the same time, it's also, like... Also, I just think he doesn't care, really and truly. I don't think he... Do you know what, yeah? Well, to be honest, there's all this... Conspiracy... He doesn't care. Well, there's all these conspiracy theories that he's not even the person he is. Like, Brahari has been there since 2017. The guy in, <laughs> the guy in question is a guy from um, Sudan or something like that. But I just mm. feel like... I don't think that he doesn't care. I just feel like... He's just his mind has been trained to just go by the book, and I don't know whether that's down to not caring or he's just he's just desensitized. Like he's just no, I don't think he cares. Like I just I don't even know how to explain what I'm saying. If you really, 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 really cared about something, yeah, you wouldn't do what he did. Like, you would address it. I feel like the only reason he addressed it, and I know that girl made that funny VN about, oh, Bill Clinton and stuff, but honestly, I think that's what happened. I think he was getting pressure internationally and was like, I'm going to address this now. When he was reading that speech, he barely even looked up. You could tell this was not coming from the heart because even if you wanted to have a speech, yeah, you would have at least, and you know that you wouldn't, come from the heart but say you've written the speech because you don't want to miss out on certain things you would still at least address you would look at the camera like mm. he didn't mm. this guy he does not care like i'm sorry even if you've come from a military background in the military do they say that you must strip yourself of all emotion like i'm not gonna lie he has a wife and he has kids so he has some sort of emotion because he chose to marry her so at the end of the day like i just feel like he just does not care about nigeria like he that's not he doesn't care like he cares about money and that's it, period. Like, he doesn't care about people's lives. I think he just thinks, like, it's just collateral. Like, I think he mm. just thinks, like, oh, I need to get done what I need to get done. Anyone that gets in my way is collateral damage. Yeah. I get, yeah, I get what you mean. It's just, it's it's a lot. Like, I, I don't even know what else to 
to say about the whole Nigeria thing. Like, it mm. comes to a point where you're even just tired and tired of talking about it. And, like, you're tired of explaining it to people. You're trying, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's a lot. I don't know what else to say. And obviously, when the when the thing happened on the 20th, the next day, I went for the protest. Mm. When I say there was, there was so many people, like, Sharon, it was more than the one that we initially went to, like, and the fact mm-hmm. that, yeah, and the fact that when we went was on a Sunday, and when I went, mm. it was a Wednesday at three, mm. at three o'clock. Yeah. Like, in the middle of the day, like, people, like, it was mental, and obviously we went to the High Commission, but there was people at Parliament, there was people at Trafalgar Square, mm. They like it was just it was crazy and as the day was going on so when it gets to like six or seven more and more people were coming out like obviously because people had finished work and things like that so it's literally people came from like straight from work some people even marched some people like it was it like and you could just tell that people are just fed up and people are really sad there was aunties there they were crying about the whole thing people were making speeches people they were on the mic, they've lost their voice, like, and it just shows you how passionate people are, and even with all of this that's gone on, there's, the government still ch- are trying to tell, are tr- still trying to say that this whole thing did not happen, that's the thing that is doing me, is that, is even, is, okay, you're trying to say that, oh, they didn't, nobody died, but Buhari did not even acknowledge the lecky thing at all, he didn't even say what happened? He didn't even address the soldiers shooting. He didn't say anything. So, like, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. I don't know. Mm, it's just been mad. So, Sharon, you were talking about, like, the coping side of things. Yeah. Mm. What, what tips would you say that you would give? Or what have you kind of been doing? Um, so a couple of the things that I've been doing is trying to, and obviously this might not work for everyone, but like, I try not to look at my phone in the morning because if I look at my phone in the morning, that's all I'm going to think about all day. So I try and update myself after I finish work and I basically tweet and all that kind of stuff after work. Um, because I know from the BLM stuff that happened in May, June, um, that if I look at my phone in the morning, I just will not be able to do anything throughout mm. the rest of the day. Mm. So that's one of the things I do. And then also, um, I just do this anyway. Whenever I've had like a really stressful day, I run myself a bubble bath. And that was actually something that you told me to do, Beatrice. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the 20th, I did that because I just, I don't take my phone with me. So I just like have my, um, airpods and I just listen to music and I just sit in the bubble bath for ages and I just try and like get my mind off of off of what's stressing me out because I don't know about you but when I'm stressed I feel physically like sick and I feel like my body aches and so like I feel like that helps me like having a bubble bath um but I mean it's really difficult you can never really you can't escape your mind do you know what I mean so um it's hard but those are the two things that I try and implement I don't know if like you guys have any yeah I think for me I said music like Mm. that's something that takes me to a whole other place and not only do you ever feel guilty for like 
I don't know about like this is gonna sound weird, but like I can't listen to upbeat music. I don't know why. I don't know why. Like, do you ever have that, or is that what you try and actually do? Like, listen to upbeat music to try and get yourself out of it. Yeah, if I'm sad, sometimes I'd want to listen to sad music. But after the second sad song, I'm just like, you know what? Um, this ain't doing doing it for me no more. (laughs) I need to listen to something Mm -hmm. that would take my mind completely away. And going back to the point that I made earlier, like. For me to appreciate, for me, especially in this whole, because of this thing that's happening in Nigeria, I wanted to appreciate the good things that came out of Nigeria. That's why I go so hard for Afrobeats. That's why I listen to Afrobeats every day. Like, I tweeted, that's the only thing I listen Like, right now, for the last couple of months, that's literally the only thing I've been listening to. And it just allows me to appreciate, it allows me to see a side of Nigeria or Africa in general where I'm not seeing the corruption. I'm not hearing about all the bad stuff. I'm not hearing about the poverty. Like, I'm literally appreciating the art that comes from the country. And that is something that has gotten me through. Like, the song Barawo, even though it's literally talking about um, all the stuff happening in Nigeria, like, in terms of corrupt, like, it's the art form that makes me appreciate it. And, yeah, that's just that's just me. Like, I just have to listen. If I don't listen to music, then... If I don't listen to music, I just feel one how one kind so for me definitely definitely listening to music and then talking to friends about things other things other than things that are happening i don't know it's hard Mm. to because obviously that's really the conversation starter and then somebody would send a tweet and then about the thing and you start talking about it but especially coming off the phone maybe like facetiming talking to friends like something completely even doing this podcast even though we talk about stuff like not that, not that I don't look, I, I look forward to it because at least I have something different to do other than sitting, scrolling on my phone, looking at all the bad stuff that's been happening this week. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's me. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think for me, I'm still learning. <laughs> it's still a learning pro- um, process. Yeah. Um, but I think definitely taking the time away from scrolling on social media because it's not even just like the information but you know how social media is where like it's just that act of literally just scrolling mm. um, like and then you especially with the way that the videos have been very graphic with what's been going on in Nigeria mm. you just don't know when you you know do that one scroll what on earth you're gonna see like yeah. you can see like three three different tweets that are just completely different scenarios or different kind of um snippets of what's happened that day in nigeria um and even this is the same thing that happened with the blm um the blm um movement um but you know you just be literally just surrounded by so much information so i think regardless just taking some time out to not try and process it and i think i'm just learning how to not feel guilty about it because at the end of the day if I'm now in a depressive state it still doesn't add to the matter it doesn't do anything for the matter as well um so you're it's better for you to be in a correct frame of mind and support you know when you're feeling good in so that you can basically do the best that you can mm-hmm. um that's one thing that I guess I've learned I think too yeah I think touching on what Tammy said um talking to your friends um that's you know not on the topics at hand because even though it sounds really selfish or it sounds a bit like I'm just going over the top but there are other things as well that are that's going on that can be discussed um so you shouldn't feel guilty for taking 
however many minutes of your day to talk about something else um you know because it's still directly impacting you or whatever um I'm trying to think is there anything else that I've done um I don't really know I think that's mainly it I think it's harder that the fact that we're stuck at home so we can't really go outside and do things Mm. um so yeah I think if if we were able to I guess meeting up physically with friends is definitely something that you know helps and maybe also talking to your family um even if it's about it I think sometimes we like to especially as young adults we don't really include our parents a lot in some of the things that we go through and even though you know they might not necessarily fully understand I'm not even just talking about the NSARS thing in general I'm just talking about dealing with you know feeling out of place or feeling down or whatever sometimes just having that conversation with them um you know it can help um so yeah that's I think that's what I would say yeah maybe even like going for a walk because I think sometimes as well I don't know about everyone else but because I work in my room um you know you can just and everything everything that's happened in my life really has happened in my room for the last like however many months like seven months so I think I associate my room with a lot of stuff work um for sure and so like when I have leaving stuff I completely transform the way my room looks because I don't want to be in that frame of mind where I'm thinking Mm. about work so I think the same can apply like with stuff that's going on if all of the traumatic news that you're um you're reading is happening in your room then I think or yeah your room then I think Mm. getting out of your room even if you just go and sit in the kitchen with other people like your family and just Mm. and even if you're not talking just being around other people um I think that's a good idea and then also yeah if you can go for a walk if you go to gym go to gym and actually so I just wanted to add I just want to add you know something that I've realized is that even though again it sounds quite harsh or whatever but the world still goes on like you know like you can't just really shut down like this I'm realizing that it's actually sometimes a bit irresponsible in a way because I'm being cautious about the way I'm putting it but for example like I'm still gonna need to work you know I mean Mm. like I can feel down about things I'm you know I can be upset I can you know whatever but at the end of the day like I still need to do my job for example and you know it's really hard I'm not saying it's easy I'm saying it's hard but you know to separate the two and separate kind of what needs to be done and just like you can't let that slide because then you end up it ends up getting into a whole bigger scenario than it needs to be for you in particular now obviously with the NSARS thing like that's directly affecting people's work life and also just their general safety so it's very very different so I'm not in I'm not saying that over there they should be applying the same thing as me but I'm just saying you know when you're in a scenario where it's not necessarily affecting you directly obviously I'm not you should do as much as you can but you know you still need to do what you still need to do Mm, and I think mm -hmm. in terms of time away spending time on those things can help because you kind of feel a bit more useful with your time when you feel like you're actually doing something um mm-hmm. and for example like if and if it's not work related like if there was like a business that you want I don't I know I don't want to be like them people that say like you're a business or whatever but if there's something on the side that you really like in like 
you really want to do or something like go ahead and do it this is the time to do it mm. um like Sharon said in terms of the gym like if you know you treat the gym as a place to kind of release your stress or like for example if you're like serious with weight training and you want to get stronger go there set some goals and do something positive something that you know mm-hmm. makes you seem as if you're moving forward with your life in a way I think that helps as well yeah definitely because you're actually so right like like I said before like no one's asking me how I am at work because they don't know and I can't I can't say I'm not going to work today because of well I mean I could say that but I mean how do you know how many times these things happen to black people like I'd be off all year so I feel like you need you actually do need to get into the into the habit of finding a stress reliever like for me it's actually actually bubble baths like I always I'm actually happy that's actually your thing now no yeah it is I always have bubble bath like in in my room like there's no like so yeah this week I just opened one I use half so I need to buy another one because I can't be without it because I know that if I'm having a super super stressful day Mm. I need to have a bubble bath so like if I know that I'm gonna have a long working day I'll finish work at like six, have a bubble bath, rest, and then start again at like 7.30. But mm. I just need that time where I'm just undeser- undisturbed. Mm. I can reprogram my mind and like mm. actually get on with what I need to do because, bro, this is so, it's so true. Like you're, this kind of stuff is going to happen. Like, obviously we, we hate that it's happening, but this is stuff that's been happening to us for like the last 400 years and mm. we actually still have to like unfortunately we still have to do what we've got to do so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I know this is kind of taking it off topic completely but you know just like I touched on the whole like ease like the fact that you know we're real people's per- like inner soul or whatever is really being shown or revealed in terms of seeing the hate and seeing the evil that some people have and I think you know for me I'm just thinking wow like I don't know I don't know about raising a family and I know I'm stretching it but I'm just even like wow like if I'm gonna be raising a family like this is kind of you know what I mean like this is what that mm-hmm. they will have to be, de- be dealing with like I don't know it just opened my eyes to a whole different thing in terms of you know how important it is to kind of protect everything that's close to you do you know what oh, I mean absolutely. yeah um, absolutely and that's just been that. playing in the in my mind throughout in fact this week in particular just the fact that like wow like I'm gonna obviously grow up and I'm gonna want a family of my own and this sort of things obviously we want it to stop but there's always gonna be something new there's always gonna be something that comes up that's not right Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean and it's just like wow like this is a lot to deal with and as a parent you know you have a that kind of role to to so to safeguard your your children from as much evil in the world so yeah yeah I can imagine like all the people in um in Nigeria, I bet when they decided to have children, they never knew that they would be yeah. bringing their children into a society like that. And uh. it just makes you think about, like, well, like, do I really want to bring kids into this world? Like, this world, this you. world is too evil. Like, I can't even bear it. Can me now bring in what I want three kids? So three kids into this world. Yeah, chocolates of one. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. But on a positive note. <laughs> at least we're all alive and breathing that's something yeah. that mm-hmm. we can take away from it but god day honestly god day i think as well you know um if we're kind of trying to encourage others or whatever um even if you feel the same way that we feel you know um one thing that i've realized that i've possibly not been good at 
um, and a lesson that I've learned is still reach out to other people yeah. Um, yeah. because I'm very selfish in the sense that when I go through things I do tend to kind of just say bye <laughs> see ya like I need to you don't even say bye <laughs> yeah I don't even say bye I just go I just disappear you won't hear from me um but then I'm very selfish the fact that it's not just me that's feeling this way there's other people as well and just like today you know I, I'll be honest with you guys I wasn't really up for recording anything like as much as I love these girls I like I just haven't been in that right home of mind but again I've realized and seen how just talking about things can help you um so please you know don't feel that you need to hide away speak to your friends because they're probably feeling the same exact way that you're feeling mm-hmm. and you can come up with tips and stuff that can help each other so yeah mm-hmm. hundred and just having an outlet as well is always good yeah. one thing i realized though is that nigerians as a collective our, our coping mechanism is humor yeah hearing. yeah the amount of things that I actually think in. that's black people in general, you know. Yeah, that's black yeah. people in general. To be fair, but it is but, black people in general. But, the, but I was focusing on Nigerians Niger- because of <laughs> because of what's happened this week. But honestly, the way that we have turned so many things into like just like humor mm. is I don't know. <laughs> It's funny. I don't yeah. know. It's just weird. It's, there was it's one... definitely a coping mechanism, <laughs> coping mechanism. But I feel like sometimes I don't know. I feel like there's a bit of a balance. You know, if it's if it's always comedy and you're never able to actually discuss about the way you're feeling, then that's problematic. But if you're able to do both, I think it's good because sometimes, like, you just you just have to laugh because if you don't laugh, you actually cry. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, as you said, Nigerians are good at. I, I wouldn't say they're good at it, but they sometimes know how to take the seriousness out of some things, and it is definitely a coping. Um, what is it? Coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. So, because there was this thing today where it was like this. Um, it's like a cartoon clip, and I don't know if you saw it, but it was so funny. But at the same time, it was. I think people were laughing because it was funny, but at the same time, but you know, like, oh my God, it's so true. Like, this mm. is actually how it happens. So it's just crazy. Mm. I just feel like, and some people, and then I think Runtown tweeted like, oh, if you're making jokes out of this thing, blah, blah, blah. If you're making you're making jokes about running away, because obviously when Buhari came out with the, with the speech addressing the nation, all like, like those people on Twitter that are in Nigeria were basically like, well, that's it then. I mean, I need to find, I need to find my way out of this country. I need to run away. I need to marry. They started posting pictures of Michael and Angela. Oh, this is this is the mood now. So, mm-hmm. and then Runtime was like, if you're making jokes about this, blah, blah, blah. It's not about making jokes. Obviously, they're making jokes, but it's literally, it's been a heavy couple of weeks. So, mm. even if they just have one or two days just to, make light-hearted jokes about it just let them because we, we've been through too much they've been through too much so it's just like and that kind of goes into what i mentioned in terms of you know if you're if you're down there's only so much you can give you know mm-hmm. sometimes you just need that one or two days off so that when you come back now you're in a better spirit and you're probably going to execute you know what i mean you're going to be thinking better in terms of how to handle a situation you can't be handling something in a bad state of mind you know what i mean because mm-hmm. it's just going to be a downward spiral from there so you know, I agree that sometimes you need one or two days, just laugh it out. Not laugh it out, but like, you know what I mean? If something makes you laugh, don't feel guilty about laughing. Like, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? You yeah, have one definitely. Um, so yeah, guys, we hope that you know this episode was kind of as much as you guys are going to listen to it's really for us to kind of talk to about talk with each other um and i hope you guys were able to kind of take something away from it if you are feeling some type of way i personally can say i'm sure that other girls will agree you know feel free to reach out to us because like you know we've we've touched on how we've been feeling and if you've been feeling the same way you know i think it's a good thing to kind of come together um Mm -hmm. and talk about it so feel free to reach out to us at all and if you have any suggestions as to what has helped you please ha i am willing to take anything or please so let me know how what has helped what has worked for you um during these times but yeah i think that's the end of this episode thank you guys so much for listening make sure you follow us on our socials and we'll see you guys next week so it's beatrice it's tammy it's sharon and i'd just like to end by saying bahari is still a bad boy he still is he still still is <laughs> I'm so dumb. <laughs> All right, then. See Bye. you guys later. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 